This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon. Have you been stuck in traffic lately? Are you stuck in traffic now? Well, it's about to get even worse. Queen Street here in Toronto is being reduced to one lane in each direction until October. The city says the closures are necessary to complete a water main replacement and road reconstruction work. Um, And Queen Street in that area is already pretty clogged, even though for me here in Liberty Village, it was it was the best way to get from the west to the east side of the city. And as Bob mentioned, we've all been warned that this is going to be a very bad year for construction. I want to hear from you. Uh, so the numbers again, 416-360-0740 or one 740 In the meantime, we have on the line Councillor Jay Robinson from Ward 25, Chair of the Public Works and Infrastructure Committee. Welcome, Councillor. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. I haven't been stuck anywhere yet today. Good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> no... I I get that we have to complete this work, but the question that I have uh, is why do so many routes get shut down at once? I I just want to give you an example from yesterday. It was Mother's Day, which in addition to being an important day for people, it's a big day for the restaurant business. Um, I had a reservation. I was told, you know, I could only have the table for an hour. My, My friend that I was meeting was stuck in traffic for an hour. The restaurant that was supposed to be busy was half empty because everybody else was stuck in traffic because the subway was closed and there were huge street closures at the same time, Young Street, Front Street, Bathurst Street. So my question, Councillor Robinson, is, you know, if if you shut down part of the city why 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 don't why isn't there an avenue where there's some planning so that people can get where they're going well actually libby we're working very hard on that um it's a big city we have a lot of uh infrastructure issues as you've heard about before actually in 2016 we're spending more than 550 million dollars on road sewer and water main work and the problem is that it's been long overdue meaning this money hasn't been directed to this uh, type of activity activity prior to the last couple of administrations and so we're we're behind and there's some pipes water main pipes in our city that are over a hundred years old so this is critical to the prosperity of the city and the health of the city we have to get this work done and you're right, yesterday was very difficult. Um, there was a big run that went through the city, a 10K run, Sporting Life, yesterday, and a lot of people 
love to participate in that. But I think you've brought up an excellent point in where we have to review whether that event should be happening on Mother's Day because it's such an important day uh, in our city. People love to go out and celebrate. And so we're actually going to be, because of you bringing this up today, I'm going to be Thank putting you. it on our next agenda to debate this because I think we need to move it off that weekend. Well, yeah, I mean... The, I guess the whole question of business, you know, I'm looking at this Queen Street closure. Queen Street now is an area where the rents are really expensive. Has there been any kind of estimate of the amount of business that's going to be lost? Is is there any thought of uh, what's going to happen to these business owners? Well, uh, it's timely you bring up Queen Street because, as you mentioned, it's, it's uh, starting today. And one lane of traffic will be... Um, accessible in both directions. We're going to do the north side and then we're going to move to the south side. This is water main replacement work, which is again very critical. We're diverting the TTC streetcars and uh, we're going to have shuttle buses in place. But one of the things we've worried about is the retailers. And so we are actually ensuring that there's pedestrian and uh, access as well as access to the retail outlets. So we worked very hard around that. But again, Queen Street's long overdue, and we've put together these committees that now look at coordinating, and we didn't have, the, we didn't have this in advance of uh, this, this term. So uh, the mayor's chairing a committee to look at street events as well as construction, and I, and I am on that committee with them, as well as staff have an interdepartmental committee that work with all the various divisions that work on these issues, coupled with the utilities like hydro and Rogers. Um, and I so was I was just about to ask about that. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so we're trying to we're trying to better coordinate all that. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a veteran. I live near St. Clara and Bathurst, and I have witnessed these streets being ripped up time and time again, also DuPont, because first they rip it up for one thing, say it's a water main, and then there's fiber optic cable, and and you don't have all of this stuff happening at once, which seems like not only a waste of time, but a big waste of money. Yes, and that's what I'm. That's what I guess I'm trying to get at is that duplication. Um, prior to this, this is new where we're trying to make sure that's not uh, we're not waste pay, wasting taxpayers' money. We're ripping it up once and doing all the work. And we have multiple examples in the last year where we've been working closely with all the partners, uh, stakeholders across the city, to make sure it's a, it's kind of one stop shopping where we go in, we do all the work that needs to be done, and then it's it's a huge uh, time saver, frustration as well as as cost. Give give me an example of a streets where that happened, please. Well, we've done it on a number of streets. Um, uh, Just recently, uh, well, the other thing I want to tell you about before I forget is the... um, we're also trying to do round-the-clock construction, so 24-7 around the clock. Um, We're also trying to do more overnight work where we can, and we're also trying to extend work hours in the morning and the evening. Um, So the example would be on Bayview Avenue last summer, where we it would have been weeks, the work would have been weeks, uh, and instead it was only about a week and a half because we did these, implemented these types of measures. Uh, the Gardner is another example where we've taken kind of a street strategic approach. The Gardner uh, wasn't supposed to be open till October of this year so for the Phase 2 work uh, of the West Deck, and now it will be open, uh, hopefully, we're crossing our fingers, but we're hoping the end of July, maybe a little bit sooner, 
because we've put some of these measures in place. Mm. We're also spending a little bit more money on the gardener because it's such a major arterial uh, route into the city. It's such a major, uh, well, it's an expressway, but it's, it's, it's the way a lot of people in the GTA access our city. Okay, so uh, you're starting to coordinate this. So I, I, I really hope that I'm not going to see any further dig-ups of, of uh, Bathurst, St. Clair, and DuPont uh, in, in my neck of the woods. Uh, again, back to the businesses. Uh, are you working with the Business Improvement Associations, and is there some kind of estimate on what this is actually going to cost those retailers, because uh, even if you have pedestrian access, uh, you don't have the parking meters and, and all of that kind of stuff. Well, what we're trying to do is, uh, yes, we work very closely with the BIAs. Uh, TABI is the Umbrella Association, and we have um, BIAs almost in every neighborhood in the city now, which has been a real asset because we have somebody to liaise with. So we work very closely with them um, out of the Economic Development Division. And uh, we do uh, give them notification. We also have conversations with them and, and speak about how we'll ensure access, pedestrian access, um, and how that will be maintained. So, again, I think there's big improvements in all of this over the years. It's been very frustrating, I think, for retailers. Um, but we're also trying to get in and out quicker. And that's our objective is to put these, spend a bit more money um, because you, in, the, in the long run, you're actually saving money because you're getting it done faster, especially with the gardener. It costs us millions of dollars whenever a lane's closed down on the gardener every day, and um, also congestion and gridlock is specifically to that. So these measures we're putting in place of 24-7 work, uh, extended work hours in the morning and evening, all of this is very helpful in getting the work done. Mm -hmm. Again, Councillor, I I don't mean to harp on the same question, but is there some kind of estimate on what this is costing business? Uh, No, I don't think it's, to my knowledge, uh, we haven't had any complaints from retailers saying it's accessing business. They they also want the work done. They want the water main work done. They want to get it over with. They want the streets repaved, the sidewalks redone. So um, there's also an opportunity to do a little bit of public realm enhancements, which is always a bit of a win for the, for the neighborhood associations, the BIAs. So uh, I'm not aware of any uh, imp- 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 impacts that I'm aware of. Um, I know when, you know, when the St. Clair uh, LRT was built, that was a problem because that went on for, for years and it wasn't on time or on budget. But now we've consistently, since, for, for about the last year, been doing everything on time and on budget, and in some cases in advance. Okay, well, well uh, just a shout-out to our listeners out there. If, if any of you are in businesses that are affected by this or that were affected by this yesterday or another day, I'm just going to give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we are talking about all the construction that is going to be uh, done in Toronto this summer. It started, it started already, uh, and uh, we have Queen Street that uh, is going to be taken down to one lane uh, as of today until October. That's for water main work. Those water mains, I gather, are 100 years old, so yeah, I'm sure it does have to be done. And uh, how's it affecting your business? How's it affecting your commute? We want to hear. I'm on the line with Councillor Jay Robinson. Uh, Councillor Robinson, what are some of the other areas that are going to be affected perhaps uh, outside of the downtown core? 
Okay, so some of the areas north of there, uh, the, the, Libby, most of it is in the downtown core. Because of the Pan Am Games last year, we deferred a lot of the work to uh, other parts of the city. And so most of the, uh, the pain will be felt in the downtown core. But we're also, uh, as I said, working on the Gardner Expressway. Uh, that will be wrapped up at the end of July. Bayview Avenue from uh, 401 to Steeles Avenue, we're doing road resurfacing. Warden Avenue, um, basically from Shepherd Avenue to Steeles Avenue, again, road resurfacing, as well as Martin Grove Road, which uh, is just north of Highway 409 to Finch Avenue. And then um, on College Street, uh, two intersections there at Bathurst and Lansdowne, uh, that's TTC track repair. So uh, that's a little bit more down in the downtown area. But it really, it's happening all over the city. But the majority of the uh, action, if I can call it that, would be in the downtown core. <laughs> okay, and I have a question. You're talking about this coordination that includes the utilities. Now, are they uh, legally required to listen to you, or can they just kind of do what they want? No, they're not legally required. And that's why for years you've seen this uh, mayhem. And so that's why we've struck this new committee, uh, this coordination committee that's led by the city and um, basically, you know, wraps in all the utilities. Now, they seem to want to play ball because everybody's struggling with uh, dollars these days and everybody wins. Uh, it's more efficient, it's more effective, less disruptive and, and less costly. So, um, you know, everybody is coming to the table now because it's, it seems to be the most effective way forward. And, um, but we're the ones who get, the city gets the complaints. Okay, but so, so you're saying they, they seem to want to play ball, but they are not required to play ball. What would it take? Does it, some kind of uh, law change at the provincial level, what would it take to require them to play ball? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, my guess is it would be a provincial uh, bylaw or legislation that would have to be put in place. As you know, municipalities are creatures of the province. Yep. And so when it comes to changing that legislation, we usually have to get their attention to do that. So my, I don't know 100%, but my guess would be that that's probably uh, they would have to, to uh, shift or change or modify some legislation for us to have more control over that. Okay, Councillor Robinson, hang on. We're going to take a call from Ed. Hi, Ed. Hi, uh, Libby. Uh, your questioning is very good, I must admit. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, your observations, I've seen this myself. For example, I don't know if you were uh, uh, on there, but it went on for two years. They ripped up Ronsonvale's Avenue for two years. Yep. And many businesses went, uh, went under there because of the... Um, ongoing construction that they did and driving on there uh, recently um, it was around twilight I guess um, th this bicycle thing they put with extended um, uh, TTC ramps out for whatever but it was put mainly for bicycles I believe uh, I saw a car run right over these things you can't see them dangerous on the, I'd like to, you to ask them, why did they ever do that to Ronsonville's? And they've, they've cut down the amount of parking, and to me, they've made it more dangerous. Uh, uh, if someone wasn't familiar with those things, uh, 
Well, okay, let's let's ask Councillor Robinson. She's on the line. Uh, I, I don't know what you're referring to, Ed. Uh, they stick out on Ronsonville's, uh, and it was a disaster there. It went on. Okay, they tore let's, the whole street up, Ed, then they tore it again. Let's ask Councillor Robinson if she knows. Uh, Councillor Robinson? Yes, so I'm not sure what um, he's referring to the caller uh, when he means they stick out. Does he mean bike lanes? Uh, is it a bike lane? No, it, uh, they have the bikes, and uh, that's kind of dangerous. Running all, uh, you know how you have a TTC stand, sort of? Yeah. Covered one? Uh, well, I think most of them are covered. But then they have it sticking out so that uh, the pedestrians can almost walk right to the streetcar. Mm-hmm. But they got a bike lane going right over top of these things. And, oh. and I've seen cars hit it, actually, because they're very difficult to see. I think they're painted yellow, a yellowish color. Hmm. And... I'm, I'm sure you've had accidents or you've had broken axles, and um, anybody that wouldn't be uh, familiar that these things are there could be in trouble. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm the chair of Public Works and Infrastructure, not the chair of TTC, so I may not be familiar as familiar with that issue as, um, as I should be, but uh, I would definitely be happy to look into that and, and see what uh, specifically you're, you're speaking about. I, I don't about, know what you're saying it's, it's dangerous would for really, uh, Okay, well, Ed, uh, Councillor Robinson is going to look into that. Right now, we have to take a quick break. Councillor Robinson, please hang on the line. We have a lot more to discuss about construction and how it's going to affect your commute and perhaps your business. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, I am on the line with Councillor Jay Robinson. We're talking about the closures, the construction, uh, the traffic havoc, and how it's affecting you and how it's affecting business. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 866-740-740. 4740 and I have Evo in Toronto. Hi Evo. Hi and good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, I thought I'd call in as a business owner myself, not particularly affected by this construction, but I would like to say it's refreshing to hear the councillor speak because it it's um, inevitable that there is going to be some impact to those businesses. The key however is to make the impact as minimal as possible so those businesses can get back to normal again and the people who regularly visit them get back to their normal business. So, again, it's just refreshing to hear the councillor speak, keeping, keeping the disruption to the minimal amount of time as possible, working around the clock. Those are all key things, and as a business owner, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think obviously it's important to minimize it, but you know, when you when you take parking meters away, you affect business. I don't think there's any way around that. So we um, we really uh, cherish, especially small business in this city. Um, I'm a huge proponent of shopping locally, and we want to do our utmost because our business is already they're challenged with very high rents and, and taxes. And so we want to do our absolute best not to disrupt their, uh, their business any further and be proponents of that. So definitely, if, if there's any businesses out there that are impacted by this summer's construction, we definitely want to hear about it, and we will send staff out there to uh, do our best to reduce the impacts. 
Is there any kind of compensation that businesses are eligible for when they're affected by something like this? There actually isn't. Um, and I know that's hard to believe, but there actually isn't. I guess the, the perspective is that the work has to be done to keep the city uh, viable and prosperous and livable. And so, um, you know, hopefully there's some wins for the businesses in the area, as I said, with some public realm enhancements, maybe some more trees or benches or uh, a nicer sidewalk. Um, so that's usually welcome. The key is, in my mind, is to get this work done as efficiently and as effectively as it can possibly be, which has not been happening in the past. No kidding. And we're trying to fix that. Okay, well, um, thank you very much for your call, Evo. Let's go to uh, Janet in Toronto. Hi, Janet. Yeah, hi. I'm calling because I'm fed up with all this construction going on. It's causing all the gridlock. And it's these councillors that are approving all these apartment buildings being built. And this is causing a lot of problems for everybody. I mean, it's, uh, you know, not only the roads with all that construction, it's all these apartments going up on every corner, every available corner, and they're approving it. I don't think anything should be allowed to be built, anything south of 401. They should move it further out west, further out east, not in the, uh, the heart of the city. Uh, Councillor Robinson? So that's an excellent point. Um, and sometimes the, within the city hall, uh, world, it's frustrating for transportation staff because they say, well, some of this congestion and gridlock is a result of the development, which is handled by another division called the planning department. Um, the truth is that a lot of this development we are not approving as a city council because we are the only province with a body called the, uh, the Ontario Municipal Board where most of the development in my ward, they're usurping the city's planning process and going directly to the OMB. And the OMB is approving a lot of these projects, not city council. And so that's why city council has asked multiple times to be removed from the jurisdiction of the OMB so that we can manage our own uh, planning and, our own, and really define our own neighbourhoods. So uh, in my ward, most of my applications, I've got about 20 right now, have been approved by the OMB, not by City Hall. Oh, I didn't know that. That so is very a- frustrating for us. Yeah, you should stop it because, uh, I mean, there's everything. At, at uh, Bathurst and St. Clair, there's a northeast corner of this building going up, the southeast corner of this building going up, this building going up all over the place. And I mean, this is crazy. I, I agree fully with you, and I think a lot of councillors would. And if you can write the province to encourage them to remove Toronto from the OMB, that would be very helpful. I certainly will. And it's, you, you know, the, the, the other thing about, first of all, you keep hearing that we have too many condos in the market it is going to go down. That, that, that hasn't happened yet. But the other thing is, and this is something that is really evident here in Liberty Village, which is a, a lovely neighborhood. So you have all these apartments, but you don't have services. You don't have parks. You know, everybody in these apartments has, has pets. There's no place to walk the pets because there aren't enough parks. There's not public transit for this. And, and these condos keep going out without right. infrastructure for them. And there's no planning. Yeah, that's disgusting. So that's, a, that's yeah, a, again an excellent office. point. And last, last July, Libby, I put a motion forward. Just basically, you just described my motion perfectly. I put forward last July because at Young and Eglinton, there's condos going up left, right, and center on postage stamp lots, and there's no schools, transit, uh, infrastructure to support it. That's right. And so I put forward a motion to the, the chief planner saying, what, what are we doing here? Because it's out of control. And people who live at Young and Eglinton are very frustrated. The gridlock and congestion, they have to wait three or four 
uh, trains to get on the TTC. And where is the big picture planning on this? So well, it, know, it's very frustrating. In 1990, I went to work, and I could hardly get on the subway at Davisville in 1990. So you can imagine, with all these buildings going up, I'm sure they can't get on at all. That's right. So it's a, it's a big concern, and I think we have to rein things in because it's out of control. Yeah, I'm going to call the Premier's office right now. Great. <laughs> okay, Let us know if you get through, Janet. Okay. 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 Well, Bye. I think we have a, a lot more to talk about. Uh, I'm sure we'll be revisiting this subject, unfortunately. Councillor Jay Robinson, thank you so much uh, for your time. Thank you for your great questions. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.